0: I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Welcome to the Confidence Feels Like Shit audiobook sneak peek series. So in the next coming episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you snippets of my audiobook, if you love this podcast which you listen to you are going to love the audiobook it is six hours of me (laughs) going off script swearing saying all the things in order for you to rebuild your self-confidence own who you are claim your throne like the queen that you is all the things so i hope you enjoy this it is confidence feels like shit audiobook Chapter four, hashtag FWOT. I'm a loud sneezer, like really loud. When I sneeze, it's going at 900 miles per hour and it sounds like a flying missile and there is nothing pretty, ladylike or elegant about it whatsoever. I've always been a loud sneezer and so is my mom. And the first time I knew it was different was at school because all the kids in school would jump out of their seats every time I sneezed during a test. But until my late 20s, I didn't realize that I was an offensive sneezer. Yep, apparently Erica's big old sneezes offended people in a really big way. Let me explain. So, after my first Australian boyfriend didn't work out, I met another guy. And unluckily for me, this guy was just like the last guy, only a little nicer and a little bit more of a people pleaser. When we started dating, I felt so utterly inferior to him in every single way possible. I attracted him shortly after breaking up with, let's call him Aussie guy number one, Narcissist Ned. Eight months after we broke up, I met Aussie guy number two, People Pleasing Peter. Just a little note, the names of these a-holes have been changed in order to protect the not-so-innocent. When we're hanging at my apartment, he hears me sneeze. He doesn't say anything. But if we're in public, he would just look at me and ask me, Is that really how you sneeze? Why do you sneeze so loud? He was offended, outraged. For a woman in her sneeze to create that much noise and take up that much space? I thought, what a weird question. Of course that's how I sneeze. But I moved on. A little while later, we were at his family's house, and I sneezed again. The whole family looked at me in shock and horror. They seemed genuinely offended. That's when I put two and two together. Ah, that's why he hates my sneezes. His family doesn't approve. Holy shit. Something's wrong with me. I'm not good enough. This family doesn't like me at all. They don't like me. They don't like my loud mouth. They especially don't like my loud sneezes. And I'm not good enough for these people or their son. So what did I do? I stopped giving a fuck what other people thought about my goddamn sneezes. And I kept sneezing loud as hell. I dumped his whack ass and I moved on with my life. (laughs) I wish. That's what the Erica of today would do. Erica back then was a totally different person. You see, he and his family were completely obsessed with caring about what other people thought about them. They were super judgmental, and it was so ingrained in them to care what other people think that even my loud sneeze knocked their socks off. I mean, picture his mother whispering to her husband, we can't take her to a family get-together with that sneeze, can we? And what I did was textbook low self-worth. I held in my sneezes. Thankfully, this is way before childbirth and good old incontinence kicked in. I mean, can you imagine? I don't actually know how I did that. I had all these sneezes that went unsneezed. I wonder whatever happened to them. All I know is that my boyfriend and his family did not like my sneezes. They were openly offended by them. So I started holding them in. Because it was all going to be okay as long as they liked me, right? How that particular little experience manifested in my mind was, my sneezes are loud, offensive and awful, Therefore, I'm loud, offensive, and awful. My sneezes are just another reason why I'm not sophisticated enough or educated enough or good enough. Good girls don't sneeze like that. What is wrong with me? And the sneeze was just the cherry on top. I mean, this guy had asked me to lie to his family about everything about my past and my history and basically delete who I was. Uh, Yeah, there were no wedding bells ringing for us. Living a lie. Let me be 100% clear when I say this. It was my own stuff that was getting triggered by them. If someone had a problem with my sneeze today, I'd laugh and not give them an ounce of my energy. You don't like my sneeze? That's your problem, not mine. But at that time, I had no self-worth, no confidence, and I really lacked self-belief. So my own inner demons were brought out by their insecurities and projections. It was like their judgment was shining a massive spotlight on me. And everything that was wrong with me. Girl, I wish I had known about FWOT back then. The amount of time, energy, and fucks I wasted. Unfortunately, I wasn't an FWOT queen back in those days. So here's what really happened. I stopped sneezing around them. I fixed that flaw at great personal discomfort. And did they start accepting me and loving me from that point on? Of course not. They found something else they didn't like about me. And something else and something else. And no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough for them. Therefore, I felt I'm not a good enough person. Honestly, I could have worn matching sweater sets and immaculate makeup and been careful, sweet, kind, and walked on eggshells. And they would keep changing the goalposts on me. They changed the goalpost because they had already decided that I wasn't enough for their son or their family. So they were going to do and say whatever they wanted to confirm that. The end result was me living a lie for the 11 months that we were together. The sneezes were just the tip of the iceberg. He also couldn't bear his parents knowing that I came from a broken family, so he lied and told his family that my parents were still together but having issues. He wouldn't tell them about my shameful past as a bikini model, or that I had been married prior to meeting him, or that I had experienced a lot of painful trauma in my past. Shit, he wouldn't even tell them about our secret trip overseas together, I mean, come on, dude, you're 30 years old. Tell your mother the truth. I kept up with this charade until it got really painful, until I had no more energy left to pretend. I finally realized I wasn't being true to me, and I was chasing my tail trying to impress people who I now realize lack so much confidence and self-worth themselves. I had realized that coming to Australia to run away from my past was not working. I had finally realized that I had lost all of my confidence. I had allowed myself to feel so insignificant in that relationship that I lost all sense of who I really was. Most importantly, I had realized that saying yes to please others was a big no to myself. I vowed to start mending the relationship I lacked with myself. It was the moment I finally gave up trying to impress other people. Why do we give so many fucks? Have you ever thought about why women lack confidence? Why women struggle to take up space speak our truth, and own who we are as we are? This was something that consumed my mind when I first started my coaching business. i read books on it. I jumped into forums about it. I read studies, stats, and papers galore. I asked every single woman that I came into contact with the same question. Why do you think you lack confidence? Over the years, I would get a variety of answers, but they all led me back to one common denominator. We give too many fucks about what people think of us. We allow the opinion of others to prevent us from showing up, and we care way too much about being liked, fitting in, and playing it safe. During my time as a stylist, I found some disturbing stats to back my research on why women cared so much about the opinion of others. In 2016, the Dove Global Beauty and Confidence Report interviewed 10,500 women across 13 countries, and it showed some shocking stats when it comes to how women and girls view themselves. The research showed that 85% of women will opt out or cancel important life activities like hanging out with friends and loved ones or going to a job interview or a social function when they don't feel good about their image and the way that they see themselves. This results in approximately 8 out of 10 women choosing to opt out of their lives because they care too much about what others have to say. That's not all. Dove's research also shows that 56% of women are acutely feeling the pressure to be perfect because of the impact of social media. Nearly 8 in 10, 78% of women and girls report feeling some pressure to never make mistakes or show weakness. Um, who said that we should never make mistakes or show weakness? Excuse me, what? The amount of pressure we put on ourselves to get it right and be perceived as perfect is just not sustainable. Is this the message we share with our kids? Unless you could do it perfectly, don't bother trying at all. Hell no. No wonder why so many of us blame social media as the reason why we don't feel good enough. By the way, social media cannot make you lack confidence. It's a tool that most of us use ineffectively, by the way. Blaming the gram for why you're not confident is not going to help. Loving bitch slap alert. You don't have to follow those horrible accounts. You know the ones. I don't have to spell it out for you. They're the ones whose posts almost always lead you to comparing yourself and then feeling like shit for the rest of the day. You have a choice in the matter. Why not choose to unfollow all of those accounts that you know are no good for you? This is a perfect time and place to take your responsibility back. On the flip side, the study also showed that 7 out of 10 women reported feeling more confident or positive when they invested time in caring for themselves. Self-care, growth, boundaries, and you doing you, this is the way you overcome the social media blame game. I can't tell you how many women I've met and worked with over the years who've spent their entire lives worried about what other people think of them. And for a very long time, I was one of those women. Believe it or not, caring what other people think of you is actually a pretty common thing humans do, and it's perfectly normal. Where it becomes a big problem is when you allow the opinion of others to stop you from going for what you want in life. That's different. Okay, if you want to hear more, head to thequeenofconfidence.com. Click on order my book. You can download the audiobook version right now. It also comes with an accompanying PDF. So you've got literally the notes that are inside of the book in this free pdf you've got the practice of confidence you can write you can print it you can get to working on creating your confidence now it is also available on audible if you use audible or you can head to the website queenofconfidence.com click on order book and you can listen to the audiobook